Hello, Horror Fanatics. I'm Frank. And I'm Jen. And we welcome you to our weekly podcast, I, The Horror. Thank you for joining us as we dive deep into all things horror, supernatural, scary, and downright creepy. If you like what you hear, rate, review, and subscribe to add us to your regular rotation of podcasts. You can also submit any ideas, comments, and suggestions to our email address at O-T-H at SeriouslyDecent.com. And you can check our website out at OhTheHorrorPodcast.com. How you doing, Jennifer? Wow. Yeah. Am I in trouble? No. no. Are you sure? I'm I'm at the I'm at like my seventh wind of the day. I've been going nonstop since 7:30 this morning. And it's uh 7:40 p.m. So that's basically 12 hours just flat out. Yeah. Doing errands, getting things done yeah. on my day off. Because mm-hmm. we're leaving for Salem soon. Yes. When this airs, we will be in Salem. We will. When it drops. We'll be having the time of our lives. Yep. Dean's got a babysitter. He's got a dog walker. Yep. So for those of you that are wondering how Dean Winchester's going to do, or if he's coming, he's not coming. His dog walker is his girlfriend. Yes. Yep. Yep. She's a favorite of his. She is. He pees everywhere. He does. He only pees on people he likes. Yeah. She's one of the, like, last few. Yeah. There's only a handful. Uh, yeah, like two. Well, his dog father, my mom, Jade. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Bentley's mom at the dog park. He held it up for, uh, well, he was, well, and then we were at uh, running set one day, and he's just yeah. pissing on the floor. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that was my bad. That was a bad dog dad. <laughs> that's and, great. Uh, yeah, yep. No, but we're uh, we're excited to head there. We are. And uh, we're getting all our ducks in a row, so to speak. We are. We've got our work business out of the way, finally. Yes. And this is one item we had to slip through. Yes. Because it's Halloween today for us. It is. Yep. Getting into the Halloween thing. Yeah. I love Halloween. This is my favorite. I mean, even though, you know, we have a horror podcast. Yeah. But... Halloween was something I never like crawled out of. Like Christmas, you I could care less about Christmas at this point. The religious factor I I get, you know, yeah. like I'm well, into. Well, as a kid, I was into Christmas for the presents. Mm-hmm. Well, no, but even as adults like we're getting into adulthood, like our friends kept it going for a while. We'd get mm-hmm. each other presents and stuff like that. Sometimes it'd just be like a box of junk or something like that, but it yeah. was one of those things the thought count, you know. Right. And then, uh, you know, it's probably things where, you know, families get kids and they do their own thing and you kind of separate into your own groups. But, yeah, just more and more I didn't have any kind of value with it. And But Halloween, I mean, as a kid, let's get real here. It's candy day. Yeah. And for some, it could be a candy week if you play your cards right. Right. Because back when... Back in the old days. Back in our days when you walked <laughs> uphill both ways in two feet of snow to get yourself a little Necco wafer. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, it wasn't that We bad. would have the Halloween parties at school, so you got your candy there. Yeah. And See, then... Because you lived out in the boondocks. I did. How did you guys do Halloween with no one really around? How did you pull that off? Uh, we would... Mom would get... She would pick me up from grandma's. Mm-hmm. I would have helped grandma make the um, popcorn balls because that's what she gave out to the trick-or-treaters. Gotcha. And... I would have my dinner, I would put on my costume, it would be freezing cold, and I would have to cover it up yeah. with like a coat. several layers, Yeah, and I would get pissed off because nobody could see my costume, nobody knew what it was, and then we drove around our little neighborhood, then we went over to Paris Hill, Mm-hmm. And then we would go to my grandmother's in Clayville. Now, yeah. it turns out if you went trick-or-treating in the boulevard, you got a lot of candy in Clayville. Oh, really? Never did that. No. Uh, my siblings got to do that. Yeah. But, but yeah. not me. Well, you know, you're the oldest, so you like your parents cut their teeth on you. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. And yeah. didn't really start chewing until they got to the other kids. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's- so, I mean... Believe it or not. So, like, how many houses would you do in a run? Because I'm just trying to figure it out. Because, like, I know, like, there wasn't. You started. Is this going to count on two hands? For those listening, what you have to understand is if you ask Jen a question, she's going to give you an exact answer. Even if you ask a general question, she's going to think of the most exact answer you can give. About 20. See, you could have just said about 20, but she had to count through all the homes before to say about 20. Mm -hmm. This is is some of the stuff I deal with. I love you dearly, (laughs) and you're the greatest. But for someone like me that's just like, how about about 20? Is that enough? No, wait, 17. 18, 19, 20, wait, 21, about 20. (laughs) And I'm getting your driver's finger now, which I rightfully earn. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know when I grew up, because I was in the suburbs, Mm -hmm. and we had like, it was kind of a evolution type thing. Because when you were young, you could only go to a certain amount of homes and like you didn't go all over the place you would hit maybe some friends parents or something like that but but i remember like i gauged everything by the pillowcase i like never had a pillowcase how, how you could get like a pillowcase worth of candy plastic trick-or-treat bag. so i think like if we were to measure things in pillowcases you would be you know because first you start out with like the plastic pumpkin with the handle when you're a little kid mm-hmm. that's kind of your that's your entryway. That's your gateway bag or container. I don't know that I ever had the oh, plastic I'm saying pumpkin. I'm like the subway in, in the suburbs type mm-hmm. deal. Like if you were a little kid, could barely walk or not walk at all, you had the little plastic pumpkin with the handle on it. Yep. And you would get that full of candy. So if you're looking at like mini bars, yeah, you know, that would be, you know, I don't know, 20, 20 pieces mm-hmm. of candy, something like that. Now, the stuff that pissed you off is if somebody made a cookie for you or a popcorn ball, because that took more space in your pumpkin. Right. And yep. robbed you of precious real estate for many candy bars. 
Correct. The only thing that would forfeit that type of thing is if you got a full-size candy bar. Right. And my neighbor next door, he was an art teacher, and he gave away full-size candy bars. Well, we had one lady that gave away full-size candy bars, and wait for it, you had the choice of the Necco wafers. Mm. Mike and Ike's? No. No. Good At plenties. one point, there was the the chocolate Necco wafers, which was really just like the brown chalk candy. Yeah. So yeah. that was that was great. And my mom always chose the Necco wafers, but like she didn't have anything good. Like there was no chocolate, mm. and she'd be like, "Go ahead, choose whatever you want." <laughs> like all pleased with herself, and I'm like, "I don't want none of this." Yeah, yeah. I'm like you got M and M's. You got Mike and Ike's. Where's I would have ta- taken Mike and Ike's. <laughs> I would have taken a boyfriend. Yeah. Anything yeah, other anything. than the freaking so Necco wafers. You're going full Tina Belcher here. Uh, it was. Yeah. No, and that's so you had the little plastic pumpkin, and then you got to a point like I think the liberating part of Halloween in the suburbs was when you could go without your parents and just go with your friends. Mm-hmm. That was like all right. The, I never had that. The world is hours tonight right. we ride the night tonight yeah. we ride hard we ride through and well, we, and it's the goal to get as much candy as possible so then that took place for a stint mm-hmm. then i got into junior high a little older of course mm-hmm. you're getting into like early teens what are they called tweens or yeah, you know tweens. that area through there and then that opened up a whole new deal because now there's there was four elementary schools. See, this is where I got to laugh because, like, there's your situation. There's mine. There's someone in New York City right now that's listening to this or or somewhere dude, else. Dude, I just go in like, my building. Dude, I just go to I go to school, you know, yeah. and, you know, they graduate with, like, 2,000 people or whatever. But there was four other elementary schools so that was four other kind of like suburb neighborhoods mm-hmm. that like opened up and then there was the village yeah like down through there and when you got to that age now you're filling up bags and bags and bags of candy it's an enterprise system at this point that was never just, my reality just rolling through but here's the deal what was like the candy that you got that you were psyched for or like the house that you knew was going with good candy what did they have where you were just like I don't remember houses because they always had the, all of the candy would be in the paper bags. Yeah. You know, the little oh, and Halloween just grab a bags. Bag. And they would drop a bag into your bag. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. you would call it a day. So it would literally be, well, what did I get? Mm-hmm. A lot of freaking Necco wafers because yeah. they even had the little ones. And yeah. I'm like. Why are you even wasting your money? That and those circus peanuts. Oh, yes. peanuts. Those are great. (laughs) My mother took my junior Those are like those foam peanuts, like the, like orange foam looking. Yeah. Yeah. So I had chalk and I had foam. Those were my (laughs) options. You know, it says a lot. Um, It's amazing that you're a fan of Halloween if you think about it. I, I literally had every strike against me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, by nature, you shouldn't be the Halloween junkie you are. Yes. I think that mm-hmm. it was my shitty Halloweens that, yeah. that has turned me into the Halloween fanatic that I am. Yeah. 
And every day my you do, goal, you do Halloween every day. Like, I do. So, I do. Yeah. And honestly, my goal is to give the kids the best Halloween that they yeah. can have. Yeah. I don't want some kid to be like, I got Necco wafers. Do we have to stop at this lame house? Exactly. You know? yeah. Like, I wanted See, to where... skip the full-size candy bar lady because what the hell? I wasn't getting anything out of it. Mm -hmm. But apparently my mom liked chalk candy because we had to stop. <laughs> at every chalk candy house. She must have known. Oh, you think? <laughs> I'm sure she had a roster. <laughs> well, we got to go here so that I can get what I want. <laughs> and we got to go here because I like that. <laughs> chalk candy map. Yeah, That's, uh... pretty much. Yeah, that and she seemed to know who had junior mints, who had chalk candy. Mm -hmm. um, what was the other thing she took? I remember going to my cousin's house and they were revealing the wonders that they had collected and looking at their candy going, what the hell? Yeah. Like they had full-size candy bars, like chocolate, yeah. not not paste or or styrofoam. Chalk or yeah. foam. Yeah. Um <laughs> and then uh I remember Reese's peanut butter cups being a big deal. Mm -hmm. Snickers being a big deal. Charleston Chew. Oh my god, yeah. Was yes. a big deal. Yes. And then we discovered they were even better if you put them in the freezer. Mm. Mm -hmm. Um, if I'm being honest, I really did like like the sugar daddy and the sugar babies. I didn't mind them. I the I babies, dug those. I liked the babies more than the daddies. I liked the daddies, which that sounds more terrible. Than the babies. We're gonna clarify again. That's candy. <laughs> yes. And it's caramel candy. <laughs> yeah. And the yes. babies are like M and M peanut sized pieces of yeah. caramel. Yeah. And the the I just sugar daddy state was for the record. I'm not like into the babies. Caramel you know? taffy on the stick. Yeah. Oh, it yeah. was it was nice. Yeah, the sugar daddies were. I don't know. That was a bit much for me. Yeah. Now that I think of it, I had a lot of crap candy. I remember getting Skittles and just feeling like. I really did eat a rainbow. Like the world was my oyster. Like it finally felt like the clouds yeah. had parted. See, for me, the the bomb candy, like if I just I, I thought like the world was just like giving me a free pass was a hundred a hundred gram bar. If I got well, one of those little hundred gram bars. When I discovered that I didn't my have... mother didn't like coconut, mounds no. and almond joy, Ooh. they were legit. For me. Almond Joy was big. Like, yeah. I love the mounds, but Almond Joy was big. But if I got a hundred, I never had a hundred gram bar until Halloween. Like, I didn't have it through a yep. store or anything yep. like that. I was introduced to a hundred gram bar in Halloween. Well, if we want to talk and about my I had favorite that, candy bar, it's whatchamacallit. Oh, yeah. Whatchamacallit. Yeah. That was a big, yeah, that was a sweet, sweet yeah. deal right there. Yeah. If I'm being honest, I probably would have traded all of my Halloween candy for, for one, one whatchamacallit. Watch yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. So top three candies before we proceed. Of all time now or from when I was a Just kid? Just period. Your whole life. Oh! Like if, if you were an adult and you were going trick-or-treating, what are the three candies that you'd just be like, this is the best? Kit Kat. Yeah. Oh, this is tough. Whatchamacallit. 
It, you got to have yeah, watch him call it. No. And now you got to make the series of cuts. Yeah. <laughs> mallow cup. Mallow cup. You yeah. like yourself a mallow cup. I love a mallow cup. Mm-hmm. I discovered Vala milk as an adult. And if I'm yeah. being honest, if I had my choice between mallow cup and Vala milk, yeah. Give me the Vala milk every day. Mm, yeah. Because it's just it's more you know, marshmallow. I had, I had a top three, but you, you brought whatchamacallit up, and that pretty much goes right into probably almost first place for me, mm-hmm. first or second. I'd say it's a two-way split for whatchamacallit or a 100-gram bar. Mm-hmm. And then number three, I probably got to go Almond Joy. Hmm. I probably got to go there. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. You know what was uh, going through the suburbs and all that and through the village? There was a house that gave away not just a little packet of nerds, but like the box of nerds where it had to split in half. Yeah. And you'd have like the cherry on one side and like the grape mm-hmm. on the other. I got the they little were, ones. They had the little at ones. Halloween. And that's when uh, Lincoln Davies' store started carrying them. Mm-hmm. So based on the ones I liked on Halloween would determine the split box I would buy yeah. at Lincoln Davies unless they only but had But there was a house kind. that was given like the full size split box and that was we had that was like winning the lottery. handing out chunky bars. Oh, I remember my grandparents were big into chunky bars. That had what? Raisin nuts. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't mind them. I, I'm not going right. to say I hated them. If it was in a lineup, I wouldn't pick it. But that's where I did where, enjoy the Sky Bar because you got a little bit of everything. Sky Bar. Mm-hmm. Not, I can't remember the Sky Bar. It was, it's just like a caramello, uh-huh. but each piece that you snap off was different. So one had marshmallow in it, one had chocolate in it, one had caramel in it, and I think the other one was peanut butter. Yeah. So you got like. Or maybe it was a vanilla cream. I don't I just remember like each one being different. Mm-hmm. And you would have the one and you'd be like, that's not bad. And then you'd, you'd have the next one. Yeah, it's all right. Oh, I like this yeah, one. Yeah. <laughs> that's where I love our neighborhood now. Very yes. Halloween enthusiast, big Halloween enthusiast. And I yeah, remember very pro the Halloween. first year we were here. You're and like, I remember they you, set up tables because you work from home <laughs> yeah. and, and I was leaving for work and I drove past like three people that had easy ups up with tables. Yep. And I remember like, like, I called you right on the road. I was legit. like, babe, they got easy ups up and tables. They're fucking serious out here. This is great. We might, we might actually get trick or treaters. Yeah, yeah. We did. We yeah. did. And that was a rainy day. It was. And 200 trick-or-treaters showed 118. 118, 118 yeah, right. when it was rainy. rainy. And then last year last we year had was 200. 200. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We've got the, the orange easy up. Yeah. It's decorated yep. with lighting. Yep. Full-size candy bar spread out through. With Christmas, oh, Christmas music. Yeah. Nightmare before Christmas music. Because that's what we play. Correct. So it's Christmas yeah. music. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little gonna, space heater for us so that we yeah, don't get cold. Little space heater. <laughs> Tunes. Yeah. I'd like to think of something for the adults. So I you know, that would be a cool thing. If you're an adult and you're going trick or treating with your kids, what would you like for 
a trick or a treat. Yeah. Email us at OTH at SeriouslyDecent.com. Yeah. There's somebody driving right now that's like, they're still fucking talking about candy? What the fuck? It is Halloween. I know. That's uh. So, uh, sources, or, let's get into this. I'm going to be 100%. Or we're not. What? Transparent. I wrote this up a year ago. Yeah. I have no idea what my sources were. We were going to do Halloween. Yeah. And then, uh, and then we so, didn't. So, <laughs> um, the internet. <laughs> That's fine. I did, um, some stuff from worldhistory.org, uh, history.com, and uh, livescience.com. And um, I don't know, do you want to kick this off? Or? So Halloween has a couple of names. Yeah. Um, Halloween with the apostrophe mm-hmm. E-N, yeah. All Hallows' Eve, yep. and All Saints' Eve. Yeah. Its origins is probably Samhain which is spelled S-A-M-H-I-N. It is on October 31st. They're, at least where I searched, they're thinking the birthplace is probably Ireland, question mark. Mm-hmm. And that's where they actually carved faces into turnips. And any of you who have seen the pictures of a carved turnip, it is shocking yeah it's disturbing yeah um the celts who were in ireland the uk and northern france uh they started this as a harvest festival it and it's supposedly the boundary between the worlds was thinnest and those who had passed could walk among us priests and druids would make predictions for the future there would be bonfires they would burn crops and animals as a sacrifice the Celts wore costumes with animal heads and skins, and they included their fortune telling. And then around 43 AD, the Roman Empire conquered the Celts and ruled for 400 years. They combined two of their festivals of Roman origin with Samhain. The first is Feralia, which is at the end of October to commemorate the dead. And then the second honored Pomona, the Roman goddess of fruits and trees, her symbol is the apple. And then, you know, that could possibly be the inspiration for bobbing for apples. Well, you know, it was a weird thing is because, uh, like, ancient records are just, like, sparse and, yeah. like, crazy. You know, they all say that basically, like, the exact nature of Samhain is not really kind of understood yeah, to any s- certain degree. But they did say that it was, like, an annual communal, like, meeting. Mm-hmm. And at it was at the end of the harvest year. Yes. And uh, they kind of attributed it, it was a multitude of things. Like it was a time to gather resources for the winter months. Yep. And uh, bring it animals. It was kind of like the last hurrah. Bring animals back from pastures. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It really had this kind of last hurrah thing. And then, um, you know, some even go as far as to say it's a time of communing with the dead. Yes. With the whole pass through. Yes. You know, it just seemed kind of this safe way to play with the concept of death overall yes and a lot of i remember in school it being presented as the reason for the costumes was because of this veil being thin early man wore the costumes so that the spirits you know wouldn't they would blend in with the spirits so the spirits wouldn't be able to uh 
freak them out or take them somewhere or whatever. Well, and like you brought up the bobbing for apples yeah. deal. And yep. um, in ancient times, the apple was viewed as really a s- sacred fruit. Yeah. And they were actually, um, It's it's been told that like back then it was used to predict the future. Yes. Which is weird, you know. And uh, they had everything. Bobbing for apples was one of the traditional games they used for fortune telling. Yep. On Halloween night. Yep. And it was believed that a person basically would pluck an apple from a water-filled bucket without using their hands would be the first to marry. Mm-hmm. Uh, the story goes up with that. And if the bobber lucked out and caught an apple on the first try, it meant that they would experience true love. And uh, those who got an apple after many tries would be fickle. And their romantic endeavors. Mm-hmm. And another myth was that if a girl put her bobbed apple under her pillow on Halloween night, she would dream about her future husband. I got a bunch of these for all of the oh, like things that yay. they do. But you gonna, so Halloween you gonna put an apple underneath it. your pillow? No, I'm no. not because I enjoy my sleep yeah. and I would definitely feel a big honking apple underneath my pillow. If that you would, if you couldn't feel the apple, what kind of an apple would you put under your pillow? I would do a crab apple because those suckers are small. Again, <laughs> let's just go with you can't you feel can't an feel apple it? at all. Yeah. Because I don't know. It wouldn't matter. I think a Honeycrisp apple would give you the best dreams. You think? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I bet. So Halloween, as we know, it is closely related to when our ancestors actually landed in the Americas. Mm -hmm. And what they did was um, play parties, have public events, all held to celebrate the harvest. Neighbors shared stories of the dead. They told fortunes. They danced. They sang. They told ghost stories. And there was mischief making. So they're saying that that possibly that mischief making could be part of the origin of trick-or-treat. There was a ton of it. Yeah. Like, as I read about this, I couldn't get over, like, the mischief stuff. Yeah. Uh, in the late 1800s. So, wait a second. Yeah, Let's go for it. Let's put this in perspective. Yeah. So, for Halloween, our ancestors come over. Uh-huh. They're like, hey, we're in this new world. Let's have a party. Uh-huh. We'll have everybody over. Yeah. We'll share stories about dead people. We'll tell some fortunes. We'll dance. We'll sing. We'll make a little mischief. Yeah. But we're going to try the and convict these people for witchcraft. Yeah. yeah. You're cool with all this. <laughs> well, but... this was this was 1800s. <laughs> I was going to say that other stuff was a bit earlier, but... But what's what's interesting, I thought, was that Halloween, at least here over in the States and Canada, it wasn't, it was the prankster stuff. Yeah. It, it wasn't, you know, because basically in the late 1800s, they were like tipping over outhouses. Oh, yeah. Opening farmers' gates and egging houses. Yeah. Like by the, the 20s and the 30s, I was reading, the celebrations were really just like, they became like this crazy, unruly block party. Yeah, yeah. And the vandalism just got worse and yep, worse. And we, I got that too. We touched on that a bit when we were talking about haunted houses and stuff. Right. We brought up kind of, because during haunted houses, we were doing yep. the history and yep. kind of brought up how Halloween was in parallels with that. Right. 
But so, many believe that the pranking was starting to get so dangerous and out of hands that that's when parents and town leaders started doing the dressing the up yeah. and trick-or-treating as a safe alternative. Um, so in the middle of the 19th crazy. century, it became more common, mm-hmm. Halloween, um, but it's not yet like it is now where it's celebrated everywhere. In the second half of the 19th century, with the Irish potato famine, immigrants helped popularize Halloween as we know it nationally. Trick-or-treating is a borrowed custom from European traditions of dressing and costume and going door-to-door begging for food and money. In the late 1800s, Americans wanted Halloween to be more of a community event with parties where neighbors got together and celebrated with games, foods of the season, and costumes. Mm -hmm. And then parents were encouraged to take anything frightening or grotesque out of the celebrations, losing its superstitious and religious overtones by the beginning of the 20th century. And that's when we get into, in the 20s and 30s, Halloween was it was a community-centered event with parades and town-wide Halloween parties, including the increased vandalism. And then I put, because we can't have anything nice. Because we can't and have anything nice. And by the 50s, nice. town leaders limited vandalism with Halloween mainly directed at the young. Yeah. And parties moved from civic centers to classrooms or to home. Home, yeah. And then between 1920 and 1950, trick-or-treating was rewatched was revived. It was a cheap way for the entire community to share the Halloween celebration and hopefully prevent tricks by providing small treats. Well, and after World War II, they were bribing them to not vandalize their home by giving them. No, that's basically the transaction that took place before World War II was, it was just basically like, let's figure out a, it's a bribe. It was a bribe mechanism. Chalk lady would have gotten egged by me. Oh yeah. Yeah. And be like, that was not a treat. No, and that's really kind of the deal. Like, if your house got egged or messed up or toilet mm-hmm. papered or whatever, like back in the day, you need to have better back candy. in the day, they had bad candy or they were just a douchebag. Yeah, they were douchebags. Now, saying it's right or wrong, but that was the reason. But World War II, and you can kind of see, like, it just makes sense historically why yeah. this World War II, everybody was just happy to mm-hmm. be home. Mm hmm. Given moving, you know, just stopped like probably the worst possible thing in the world to happen. Right. Yeah. You know, and coming right off the heels of that. And there's the whole 50s boom and all of that. And and now you've got Halloween coming through where people just want to have a good time. It's still got the malarkey and all that other stuff. Right. Yeah. That it carries on. And I don't think it's ever going to get rid of that. Right. I mean, it's just what what keeps it on. But I think that World War II moment through there kind of solidified Halloween as we all know it yeah. here in the States. Yeah. I can't I agree speak with for that. overseas or anything like that, but, you know, or anything outside of America mm-hmm. and Canada, but I think for America and Canada exclusively as that statement, mm-hmm. after World War II gave us what we see as Halloween, mm-hmm. um, with the just walking around neighborhoods, getting candy and, right. you know, but like the parties thing where people get upset about, you know, well, you know, they had these parties and stuff. That's what they used to do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's, our that was fire the departments original... used to hold trick or treat or Halloween parties and the kids could all dress up in their costumes yeah. and they would get candy. No. And that's where I hear like some people, because I think what it is now is the struggle is, is if you had your Halloween growing up, that's the way you remember it. Right. And then say you have kids and they have a different type of Halloween, whether it's in a party or whatever. Mm -hmm. 
you know, and I could see where you would have, if you grew up and you only did parties for Halloween. Yeah. And then to send your kids loose out on the street, quote unquote. Right. You know, yeah. to trust all these strangers giving candy. I could see where somebody be a little bent out of shape out of that. Mm-hmm. Not that I agree with it or right. anything like that, but I could, I could see where that could take place. Yeah. I could, I could understand that. But I, I always wonder, because that's something I always think about, like on the side of my brain and my, my weird spot, mm-hmm. is like, where's Halloween in like five years? Where's Halloween in like 10 years, 15 years? You know, because for us, it's been pretty standard. Yeah. You know, yeah, it really I do has. Remember, I do remember there being a waning period. I guess it would be right around the time we were high school. Yeah. Do you remember where they were stressing the whole, you got to check your candy because there were. Um, For me, I fondly remember that. <laughs> well, and then they were I remember like, that like in know, the 80s. And then going, well, it's a pagan holiday. So why are we even celebrating it? And and there was, yeah. there I was think this each area has its different deal with it. But it, it, Halloween was in jeopardy. I think what happened was this. When we were young, young, Mm -hmm. you had local news that was it. Yes. And maybe at like six o'clock to six o'clock news, they'd have some national stuff, but it was big shit. Yeah. It was like Russia and the U.S. and like that type of stuff because they only had like a half hour or an hour to Mm -hmm. crank all that crap through. Well, you had your half hour local news and then the next half hour was was your national national news. That's what I'm saying. They had a half hour. So- yeah. They couldn't get into the minutia of all the nope. bullshit. It was big shit. Yep. And that's all it ever was on the national news level. And then you had the local stuff. Then I think what happened as we started getting older is that's when they started coming up with the news channels. Yeah. And that was MSNBC. If I'm being honest. That was CNN. That it was ruined everything. Well, no, because, I mean, and everybody complained about it then, and they still complain about it today. Not to go on a huge tirade with this, but right. it's, it's relevant for this topic is you have all this time now to talk about news. So now you're going to just come up with shit. Yeah. Whatever, whatever keeps the the person eating potato chips and staring at the, the TV screen. Yes. And now it's even more falsified because you've got gyms, air airports and stuff like that, that play this shit all the time. Yeah. And that's part of their metric of people, you know, this is how many people are watching us. And it's stupid. Yeah, but exactly. I think it hit home with Halloween with us all in kind of the same area when that, I'm going to say 24-hour news. It wasn't then. It was like 12-hour news yeah. then because TV was still turning off at night. But Dude, we didn't even get cable. But till. what I'm getting at is, is during that time period, and I remember watching it on the news. It was just on there, and they were talking about how someone got a needle. Or a razor blade. Or a razor blade yep. in their candy. But the thing was, is it was in like, Four states over in some town you never well, heard of. I re- and but this is where the news makes everything sound like it's right in your home and right like on your block. Right. And it and that started out where they were putting uh poison in the candies. And yeah. and it started with the two kids that had the pixie sticks. Yeah. And they died. Pixie and it sticks. turned out that it was well, it was the father, son, and I think it was the neighbor boy. They they had the pixie sticks, and the father had poisoned the pixie stick, so he killed his own child and 
yeah. accidentally, yeah, accidentally on purpose, the the neighbor kid, and then from there it just ballooned into finding razor blades and needles. And I'm going to be honest, I never remember anyone. Like I don't even remember an origin. I never for where it occurred. No, but like I'm just New saying in my, or, or in my neighborhood. Anything. In my neighborhood, it was. I should talk into the mic. In my neighborhood, it was. I never heard a single story where someone got a razor blade, me or neither, a pin or a Nothing. needle or anything like that. No. And I was in a big suburb area I where, think if it, anybody had access, right. like people get petty in those Hold areas. Hold on, I got. You know? I've got my theory on this. Yeah. I think it was all cooked up by the parents so that they could take the good candy. They could be like, "Oh, this looks." I don't know. This looks suspect. Looks like yeah. there could be a needle mark in this one. I better take your uh, yeah, Reese's yeah. peanut butter cup. No, I my theory on it is is that it really happened, but it was just one bullshit town in the whole entire country. Right. Yeah. And at that time, if it happened ten years earlier, no one would have been the wiser. No. But you had it on the news, and then what happened was is. Everybody watched that story and it got popular. Yes. And then so the hospitals then, were like, we'll x-ray your kid's bag of candy Oh, yeah, no, it you. turned into this big x. But you're jumping way in front of the, the whole horse cart here. It got huge ratings. And this is where news started figuring out, like, all right, if we crank more of this shit out. If it bleeds, it leaves. We're going to have more people yeah. watch. And then every year after Halloween, it was which town had the razor blade? Yeah. Which town had this on it? You know, instead of, you know, hey, this uh, place gives away candy and, uh, and a new car. Right. You know, they don't, that doesn't make the news. And it just started that trend. Yeah. Now, fortunately, it didn't last long. No. And I think this is why everybody was sitting in their neighborhoods like, well, this doesn't happen. Same story with like kids getting snatched at uh, bus stops. Like that happened in one town, and then all of a sudden you got everybody saying, "Oh my God, my kid's not safe at the bus stop." Well, you somebody know could drive by and, and snatch him. Is you talk about like, the bus stop? I didn't even know what a bus stop was until I was in high school. Yeah, I'm like, wait, you guys, you guys don't get dropped off at your house? And they're like, <laughs> no, we get dropped off at the bus stop, and then we walk to our house. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, okay. no, that that drives me nuts driving down the road. Cause like I almost, I almost started an accident cause the bus was over here mm -hmm. before the house stopped. And I was going to like splice between two cars just so I could get ahead of the bus. Cause it stops every 10 feet. Yep. It's just insane. Mm -hmm. And like suburbs, it's even worse cause they drop them off right at the driveway. Yeah. It's not even like a corner or anything like that because somebody's going to snatch your kids. Cause it was on the news like fucking 15 years ago that. A kid got snatched well, from a bus stop. I didn't stop. have a bus stop because no. I was literally in the middle of nowhere. We had a little bus. Yeah. And she would pick up I all bet of you us. I had a little bus. All of us. <laughs> Driver finger again. She would pick up all of us kids, all eight of us. Mm -hmm. And then we would have to transfer onto the big bus. And then the big bus would take us yeah. the rest of the way to school. To town. Pretty much. Yeah. 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 No, but it's it's the same thing like you were saying, like nobody knows the originating story of mm -hmm. like the, the razor blade needle and all that. Right. Well, it's the same thing like if you were to talk to a parent today and be like, why can't you have your kids at bus stop? Well, people snatch kids. Well, which story are you talking about? Oh, yeah. I don't know. Where did that happen? Yeah, I just heard it. Mm -hmm. 
I heard it on. Well, it just happens. Yeah, it happens, you know. Okay. Yeah. No, it's the same thing. Same exact thing. It's great. But yeah, no, World War II, as mm-hmm. we know it, that pretty much cooks things to where we are today. I mean, there was the big boom well, of the 70s right. where like horror films and all that we came through. We should talk briefly. We should wax poetic. Yeah. About, we haven't already. <laughs> nope. About the Halloween costumes. Oh, yeah. In the box where you had your vinyl costume and then you had your the mask your mask with that rubber band that just like that, carved through your, yep, your head it either was too loose yeah or and you couldn't keep it on or you just pulled it a teeny bit and, and it, it broke yep, yeah yeah yep yep had Good the staples times. on the yep. side you could it had the cutouts for the eyes you could barely see yeah had the little cutouts for the nose so the whole inside of your mask would be all of the condensation from yeah. your breath it was great and like your mouth wouldn't really match up with the yeah. mouth so aside the, from the rubber band snapping <laughs> off of the mask yeah. you had the the vinyl, when you were tying it in the back, like if you moved too quickly or you walked too fast, all of a sudden you'd get the tear from the tie. Yeah. And then that would start the inevitable decay or, of your Or if you were really into your costume. costume and that mask broke, the rubber band, yeah. you'd have to carry it. Yeah. And then when you'd ring the doorbell, you'd have to hold it up to your yep. face. Put it up. Trick or treat. Trick or treat. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. And you had... All of the detail was in your vinyl costume. Yeah. And I was out in the middle of freaking the sticks. No, it would just be crazy you weather. You could never see it. I always had a coat on over it. And they're like, what are you supposed to be? And it's like, well, can't you tell from my yeah. mask? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's uh. Then I remember my cousin. But the old, old. Do you remember? Who? My cousin, Brenda, and maybe even Steven. Yeah. They had a costume where it had like a blow up thing that you put on your on your head and then you it came with like makeup and then you just painted your face really yeah like so you didn't even have the mask but you had like this weird i'll have to go through our photos the family photos and see if i could find it because it's the weirdest looking thing i think they were supposed to be like aliens Mm -hmm. and they had like a yellow one and they had a green one, yeah. and they were all like big and round, and it sat on the top of your head, which made you very top heavy. <laughs> so you had to be really strong so that you could hold it up. <laughs> I wanted one in the worst way, never got one. My dad pulled the move of moves on Halloween. One year, we had a dummy with like shirt, pants, and straw, filled it up with straw. And it had a. And then uh, he replaced the. He dummy. had a jack. He had a jack o' lantern. Uh, we had a jack o' lantern uh, head on top of yep. it. Did, yep. Did the whole deal with the pumpkin, and that thing was sitting there for like two weeks before Halloween, right next to the door. Yep. And it was awesome looking. You yeah. Know, just just sitting there, and sometimes we'd have it like change poses and stuff like that. And then he comes up with the idea on Halloween night that he's gonna sit. And he puts on the whole, whole thing. Costume. Yep. He's got the straw coming out. He puts the whole little bitter, bigger for the pumpkin, puts it right over his head. I mean, this is a commitment. I that look is at it commitment. now. I look at it now. It's like, what a commitment. And he would go and he'd sit absolutely still, still. And people would go up next to the house and he would scare the shit out of everyone. 
There yep. wasn't anybody that was just kind of, oh, because it's a neighborhood that knows everybody. Right. And everybody saw this thing driving right. by. They were yeah. like, oh, that's the house with the thing there. Never thought once of like, it being animated or anything like that. That's and so nothing cool. was animated then. You know, I mean, everything was just all like still prop, you know, and all that. Your dad's a... a- Man, He's a true American no, hero. I look back at that, and that's like, man, that's one of the coolest. He's slightly elevated. It, it, like that's, you know, like I couldn't love him enough. That's raising the I game. I love him a little bit more. That's ra- I'm be like, you know what? He was making kids cry. Ah. I mean, like, just like, it was great. Absolutely great. Uh, <laughs> I remember handing out candy at my mom's house, her current house on Mohawk Street, and my uncle was there in his truck and this little kid was walking up the drive. Well, he was walking across the sidewalk. My uncle was parked where the sidewalk would be. Yeah. And as the kid walked around the front of his truck, he slammed down the horn, scared the shit out of the kid. The kid started crying. His mother started yelling at him. <laughs> and I handed, I ended up having to give him extra candy because I felt bad. And I was oh, like, I saw gosh. what happened. And I'm looking at my uncle and I'm like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> Seriously, I know it was funny for you. <laughs> this kid's getting shit from his mother. Yeah, you can't do shit like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the hijinks of Halloween. It never stops. I think it's cool. Yeah, you know. Yeah, because some are great stories. Some are like woo. Some are not. You know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I have uh, as we're getting closer to time here, there was uh, a cool thing I saw, and I, I figured we'd talk about it. Outside of us waxing poetic on Halloween, but here's a list of some Halloween superstitions and traditions, and they're explained. Okay. So, for example, uh, black cats mm-hmm. often use as symbols of bad luck. Black cats grace many Halloween decorations. The black cat's bad reputation dates back to the Dark Ages, which we did an yes, episode on we black did. cats back in the day. Everybody deserves to have a house panther at least once. And, you know, that was when witch hunts were commonplace. Mm -hmm. You know, they had a bad reputation. And uh, elderly, solitary women were often accused of witchcraft. And their pets, uh, cats were said to be their familiars Mm -hmm. or demonic animals that gave them, they were given to them by the devil. Mm -hmm. Another medieval myth told that Satan turned himself into a cat when socializing with witches. But nowadays, black cats aren't synonymous with bad luck and mischief everywhere. In Ireland, Scotland, and England, it's considered good luck for a black cat to cross your path. It is. Uh, Black cats still get a bad rep today. They are still the least likely likely to be adopted. adopted. And on Halloween, more black cats go missing Mm -hmm. for nefarious reasons. Yes. So jack-o'-lanterns. House panther indoors in on Halloween. Yep. Jack-o'-lanterns. Yep. Fun fall activity, carving jack-o'-lanterns. Mm-hmm. And it actually has roots in a sinister, tragic fable. Yeah. Celtic folklore tells the tale of a drunken farmer named Jack mm-hmm. who tricked the devil, but his trickery resulted in him being turned away from both the gates of heaven and hell after he died. Mm-hmm. Having no choice but to wander around the darkness of purgatory, Jack made a lantern from a turnip and a burning lump of coal that the devil had tossed him from hell. Yep. Jack, the story goes, used the lantern to guide his lost soul as such. The Celts, the the Celts, the Celts 
believe that (laughs) placing jack-o'-lanterns outside would help guide lost spirits home when they wandered the streets on Halloween. Originally made using hollowed uh, hollowed out turnip with a small candle inside, jack-o'-lanterns' frightening carved faces also serve to scare evil spirits away. When the Irish potato famine of 1846 forced Irish families to flee to North America, the tradition came with them, but since turnips were hard to come by in the States at this time, pumpkins were used as a substitute. Yeah. Bats. Mm-hmm. Medieval folklore also described bats as witches' familiars, and seeing a bat on Halloween was considered to be an ominous sign. One myth was that if a bat was spotted flying around one's house three times, okay. once, twice, three times, it meant that someone in that house would die soon. Another myth was that if a bat flew into your house on Halloween, it was a sign that your house was haunted because ghosts had let the bat in. What if the bat gets let into your house and it's not Halloween? Mm. Does that mean ghosts let that bat in too? Yeah. Or what know. if... What if, say, for example, you're just a person minding your own P's and Q's, yeah. just doing your people things, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, boom, there's a bat. Yeah. And you're like, oh, seriously? So then you go shopping, and then you're in the store, and, and you're like, why is that dopey bird flying at me? And you're like, oh, boom, because it's a bat. And then you go to work, and you go to, you know, have your lunch outside yeah. and you open up the umbrella and there's a bat inside the umbrella. Is this a personal story or hypothetically? Oh, it's hypothetical. Yeah. Do yeah. they have any, uh, any sort of lore related to that? Like, what's that mean? Just means that bats like you. Bats are a friend of yours. Apparently spiders moving on a common source of fear. Spiders make for creepy crawly Halloween staples. Mm-hmm. They join the ranks of bats and black cats in folklore as being evil companions of witches during medieval times. One superstition held that if a spider falls into a candle-lit lamp and is consumed by the flame, witches are nearby. And if you spot a spider on Halloween, goes another superstition. It means that the spirit of a deceased loved one is watching over you. It also means it's not cold enough for them to have uh, died. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I. Think it also means you can probably wear your costume and people can see it. I think it's amazing, though, the super, you know, yeah. the superstitious stuff that used to go on, you know, just to rationalize. Yeah. Things. Yeah. Because yeah. really, at the end of the day, that's that's what it boiled down to. Mm-hmm. Which is the stereotypical image of the haggard witch with a pointy black hat. Warty nose, stirring a magical potion in her cauldron, uh, actually stems from a pagan goddess known as the crone. Yes. The crone was honored during Salmon. Yes. Uh, um, also known as the Old One. She is. And Earth Mother. Yes. Who symbolized wisdom, mm-hmm. change, and the turning of the seasons. Today, the kind, all-knowing old crone has morphed into the menacing, cackling witch. It's a tough Fun turnaround. Fun fact: I know, uh, I know a lot about crones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We did we witches should, on an episode. We should do Wicca, and then I could basically, get into uh, maiden mother crone and Hecate. And- basically, all these are, are are throw throwbacks to yeah. episodes here. 
So sticking with the witch theme, cauldrons, the pagan Celts thought or believed that after death, all souls went into the crone's cauldron. Really? Which symbolized the earth mother's womb. Okay. There, the souls awaited reincarnation. Correct. As the goddess's stirring allowed for new souls yep. to enter the cauldron and old souls to be reborn. Mm-hmm. That image of the cauldron of life has now been replaced by the steaming, bubbling, ominous brew. It's a tough turnaround. It's not great. No. Witch's broomstick. The witch's broomstick is another superstition that has its roots in medieval myths. The elderly, introverted women that were accused of witchcraft were often poor and could not afford horses. So they navigated through the woods on foot with the help of walking sticks, which were sometimes substituted by brooms. English folklore tells that during nighttime ceremonies, witches rubbed a flying potion on their bodies, closed their eyes, and felt as though they were flying. The hallucinogenic ointment, which caused numbness, rapid heartbeat, and confusion, gave them the illusion that they were soaring through the sky. Yes. Getting high. So the trick-or-treating and costumes, we talked about that. Mm -hmm. Basically, it goes back as far as the Salmon times, they say. The veil between our world and the spirit world was the thinnest at that time of year. And that the ghosts of the deceased could mingle with the living. Yes. And the superstition was that the visiting ghosts could disguise themselves in human form. Mm-hmm. such as a beggar, and knock on your door during that time period asking for money or food. If you turn them away empty-handed, you risk receiving the wrath of the spirit and being cursed or haunted. Correct. And another myth was that dressing up as a ghoul would fool the evil spirits into thinking that you were one of them. Right, and they'd so leave you alone. So that they would not try to take your soul. Mm-hmm. And in the U.S., it became customary late 1950s, brought over by the Irish immigrants in 1900s, like we were talking earlier. Mm-hmm. So the Halloween colors. Okay. The traditional Halloween, uh, Halloween. Yeah. The traditional Halloween colors of orange and black actually stem from the pagan celebration of autumn and the harvest. Yes. With orange symbolizing the colors of the crops and turning leaves, mm-hmm. while the black marks the death of summer yep. and the changing season. Over time, green, purple, and yellow have also been introduced into the color scheme of Halloween decorations. Mm-hmm. I figured I'd bring some of these up because not a lot of people know uh, know this stuff. No. You know, I figured it'd be good to add. So Mischief Night. Yes. From some, and basically like troublesome teenagers, Halloween is also a time for neighborhood pranks from egging and toilet papering houses to smashing jack-o'-lanterns. Devil's Night can be full of mischief and menace. The ancient Celts celebrated Salmon with bonfires, games, and comical pranks. By the 1920s and 30s, however, the celebrations became more rowdy, with rising acts of vandalism, possibly due to the tension caused by the Great Depression. And according to Jack Santino's Halloween and Other Festivals of Death and Life, which was written in 1994... Uh, to curb the vandalism, adults began to hand out the candy, reigniting the forgotten tradition of trick-or-treating in costume in exchange for sweets. And this successfully replaced most of the mischief elements from October 31st celebrations. So the troublemakers instead adopted 
October 30th as their official night to pull pranks and wreak havoc. Ah. And that's the day before. Right. And that's what we used to call uh, Cabbage Night. Yeah, I remember I told you that and like the, you didn't know. So yeah. like my neighborhood, they used to call that cabbage night. And that's where you would go out and just like cabbage up houses. Not literally with cabbage, but like toilet paper yeah. and all that stuff. And oh, yeah. No, parents didn't even want you going out on cabbage night because they knew you're up to no fucking good going out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Candy apples. Yeah. You a big fan of candy apple? I was as a kid. Yeah. Well, now that I have a crown, I was going to say, so, so you get a, adult teeth and then you're just like, yeah, yeah, no. yeah. Well, actually for me, I, it was my TMJ. I yeah. couldn't, I couldn't, Yeah. I just couldn't. I had a little stint for a little bit mm-hmm. and then uh, I walked away from I discovered it. a caramel apple was so much better. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. It's just so sticky on your teeth. Like they lock up almost. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. We never really were super successful with the candy apple or the caramel apple. Yeah. Like all of the candy would kind of pool at the bottom of the apple. Yeah. So well, the top you, of it, you, you had no problem getting you started and You had that bottom that was it. resting. That yeah. was thick candy, yeah. boy. Real mm-hmm. thick. So candy apples are popular Halloween treats. And the sugary fruit on a stick was handed out during the early days of trick-or-treating in North America. Before concerns over unwrapped candy became an issue, today candy apples can be covered in caramel or chocolate with nuts, as well as the classic shiny red syrup mm-hmm. that everybody's familiar with. Or you can melt down the Jolly Ranchers and do the Galaxy mm, yeah. candy apples. That's probably, that that look cool. It does look pretty cool. But the fusion of Celtic and Roman traditions is behind Halloween's candy apple staple. Salmon was around the time of the Roman festival honoring Pomona, the goddess of fruit trees. Yep. And the goddess is often symbolized by an apple. So the fruit became synonymous with the Salmon celebrations of the harvest. Yeah. I didn't know that. Well, we discussed it you know, at the very beginning. Bobbing for apples. Yeah. We covered that. Mm-hmm. So we're going to finish it up with candy corn. Oh, the most vilified of all the candies. So the candy most synonymous with Halloween, which really it is. Yes. It's Halloween's candy. Yes. Candy corn was invented in the late 1880s and began to be mass produced in the early 1900s. Now, I find it funny that the most popular candy for the holiday was from the 1880s. Like we're going back 2,000 yeah. years worth of history yeah. of this holiday. Yeah. And its most popular candy is mm-hmm. basically 140, 150 years old. The original process for making candy corn was cumbersome and time-consuming, as each color of syrup had to be heated up in large vats and carefully poured by hand into specially shaped molds. Yep. Do you imagine that? Yeah. Just like, oh, that'd be so tedious. But the yellow, orange, and white candy, meant to resemble a corn kernel, was a yes. huge hit and remains a popular part of Halloween to this day. And so many people hate it. And I want yeah. to throw out, I want to throw out a, a, a plausible explanation. Hit it. So, what do you got? Brock's was kind of like the quintessential yeah. candy corn. Yeah. It also tastes like shit. Yeah. It tastes like wax. Wax. If you buy the candy corn that's 
in the uh, package, like at Hannaford at the register, or you get it from a, a specialty shop, you know, like... Um, I would say specialty candy, shop because... The candy corn at If you're in Cracker like Barrel, three states, you get the privilege of Hannaford, babe. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> your grocery store, yeah. like not Brock's, like the grocery store brand. Yeah, yeah. And you can tell because it's not shiny. Well, that's my... The shiny is the giveaway. The shiny is the problem. You can get that plastic, that clear plastic tub mm-hmm. of candy corn, and that too is not shiny, and there's a significant difference. It is actually, it, it's like a, a soft sugar candy. But we can't eliminate the one thing out of conversation today. Mellow cream pumpkins. Mellow cream pumpkins. Yes. Again, not Brock's. Yeah. You have to get... The yeah. non-shiny, yeah. I'm telling you it's worth it. It's good. It tastes so much better. It's real good. Yes. It's very, very but good. But you brought up earlier, and My I just remembered My call to action? It. No. Oh. You brought up earlier Pixie, or, uh, Pix- Pixie Sticks. Yes. And then they had the super ones. That oh, were the huge. jumbo, the, the one jumbo. that was like a, a straw that it was, was like full a, of it. You could either use it as a cane yeah. or you could open it. And you it. would try and... Eat the whole thing yeah. and you would get like, I don't even know how much of it in your mouth. And then all of a sudden your jaw would ache and you're like, I can't, I can't have any more. I'm trying to think right now what was worse. A giant pixie stick all in one shot as a kid that already has too much energy. Yeah. Or a guy in his 30 who whacks an eight ball of cocaine in one sitting. I think they're I don't comparable. know what the difference is. I think they're comparable. I think they're pretty comparable. Yeah. I don't I think, think there's a difference. I think they both have the possibility that they very much could have a heart attack at any moment. Oh, no. It's just riding shotgun with Jesus and you're just like no control whatsoever. Yes. Yes. And each lasts only a specific period of time. Correct. And then you're back down to earth really quickly. Yes. You know, and with not, the crash. And not liking yourself Looking or for more. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I got to do that again. I need another pixie stick to get. I got to chase that dragon, man. Man, (laughs) your first is the best, man. (laughs) You're just chasing the first every time. (laughs) So you said you had a call to action. I do. What do you got? Americans spend an estimated $6 billion annually on Halloween. Now, mind you, that was last year. Mm -hmm. Making it second to Christmas. And here's my call to action. Oh, boy. Come on, guys. We can do this. We can dethrone Santa Claus. I know it. I believe it. How much was Christmas? You didn't look that up, I didn't look that up. Yeah. No. I'm going to, what'd you say, six billion? Six billion for Halloween. Without Googling or looking right now, Uh I would say Christmas is probably 30 billion at least. I'm saying it's five times the amount. Stop spoiling your kids. Give them one toy, give them a book, and give them a, a set of clothes. Yeah. And then you're done. And then you can buy inflatable dragons for Halloween or the 12-foot skeleton from Home Depot that I have been jonesing for the two years that they've had it. What you got? I'm I'm looking. I know you are. And it's not really giving me anything of substance. So we can get um, into uh, Halloween movies, which have 
Oh, wait. Here we go. Yeah? This is the consistent. Oh, the amount that people spend on Christmas gifts. No, I don't want to know that. I want to know the total. Yeah, I don't I don't know if I got a total here. Because they're just talking about. Yeah, I'm I'm betting it's like five five times that amount. I I guarantee it. A, it's a longer shopping season. Yeah, that's the problem Halloween has. Yeah, Halloween. You know what screws with Halloween? Is, Christmas in July. Thanks QVC. Well, no, Thanksgiving too. Yeah, because you got Thanksgiving right on. Well, no, because that doesn't. Well, yeah, because New Year's Eve is after Halloween, but that's not a gift holiday. What do you, t- New Year's Eve no, is after I, Christmas. Yeah, no, that's what I was thinking, like, because I, well, I just kind of corrected my own bullshit. I'm saying Thanksgiving's screwing up Halloween, but New Year's Eve doesn't screw up Christmas. No. And neither are gift-giving holidays. Right. I don't know, it's weird, but, because you really only got, like, a month of I'll tell you what Halloween screws shopping. Halloween is, unless you're buying online, the stores don't start stocking no, that's what I'm getting Halloween at. until you have... August. And then they, right around September, they're moving Halloween out of the way for Christmas. Well, like right now, if yeah. you go into a store, it's any Christmas. store, there's a little closet space for Halloween. You know what I would put it right now? The ratio mm-hmm. is you go into a shoe store. Yep. DSW. Yes. Right now, Halloween is the men's section. Mm-hmm. And the women's section is Christmas. Yes. That's what it's like right now. Yes. That's it's what you have. bullshit. And Halloween hasn't even come yet. No. And Halloween never gets yeah. the woman's section. No. No. It's the, it's the dude's section. Yeah. yeah. It's always the dude's section. Yeah. And that's bullshit. Yeah. It's like two, four aisles. Yeah. Out of a 50-aisle store. Yep. You know, yep. Maybe a handful of shit on clearance. Well, and I'm going to be so bold as to say <laughs> that they aren't tracking how much the DIYers spend on things like spray foam mm. and PVC and yeah, that's stuff like that because they're making their own stuff. Well, and that's the demand for it. Like, yeah. I got to laugh at that. Like, Halloween, like, big box stores or any of these places aren't seeing the legitimate demand, like, especially now with Facebook groups. That show DIY projects and Pinterest and all oh, that crap. Oh, yeah. There is a ton of stuff people are making. And the reason they're making it is two reasons. Yes. A, they can't even find it to buy it. And right. B, if you do find it to buy it, it's insanely expensive. Correct. Insanely expensive. Like, I look at those uh, those dummies that they have up. At Spirit? At Spirit or anywhere. Right, yeah. And they're like $300. Yeah. And it's all plastic foam. It's all and PVC. Just, like, at best. Yeah. At best it's PVC. Yep. And and they're asking three hundred dollars out of like twenty or probably like fifty, seventy dollars out of material. Mm-hmm. It's literally three times, four times the cost to make it. And that's why you see all these DIYers because I will say that Halloween DIY group on Facebook. I was gonna, that's is what I want. Amazing. I wanted to pump that out uh here. You know, they do if, things like um, hey, Look at this uh, Little Tykes uh, outdoor playhouse I got. Yeah. And then they turn it into like this little haunted house. Yeah. And then they put that in their display. No, there's some silly, like it's instructables level like creative. It is. It is. And it's, uh, it's what is it? Halloween DIY, I think it's called. Or I believe like so. That. It's yeah. either a Halloween DIY or Halloween DIYers. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's one of those two. Yes. And, oh, man, you you were showing me stuff. I'm like, just show me the link. Cause, yeah, like, you will not be I, disappointed. Yeah, you got to, if you're a Halloween fan, you got to join it because the people are just making next level stuff. They are mad talented. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of, lot of talented people. And it's a cool community because, like, if you want to know how they make it. They tell you how they made it. You hit them up either on a DM or you just, you know, comment on the post mm-hmm. and they'll they'll share the stuff with you. There and, was a guy on there. I know they share it every year. It's the archway of the carved and lit up pumpkins. Yeah. And he actually shared on that group how he did it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's a cool group. It is. It's, uh, it is. It's pretty amazing. So uh, any other call to action or is no, that, that was, it? No, that was my big call to action. Take out Christmas. Let's take him down. Take Christmas down. Let's do this. Yeah. Operation No Elf, No Shelf. Here's my theory on it. Yeah. Is instead of taking out Christmas, mm-hmm. just take it over. Like make a Even Halloween better. Christmas. Like Tim Burton's already laid the groundwork. He has. For. He has. Let's and Jack think, Skellington this thing. You know, Tim Tim Burton kind of has proved to the point that you're not getting rid of Christmas, but just take it over. Make it your own. Yeah. Make a Halloween type Christmas. Oh my gosh. You already got Krampus. We do. You know. We do. Yeah. It's not hard. All right. So Operation Take Takeover Christmas. Takeover Christmas. Don't replace it. No. JC's a nice guy. He is a nice guy. JC's a nice guy. It's a good holiday. Let's be honest. Uh, how much credit does he actually get for the holiday? And how much of it is actually the big fat guy in the suit uh, delivering the presents to all the kids? Well, I think the best meme i've seen on facebook and instagram as of late is and and it's 100 percent true i'll hit this on a serious note they the meme says something to the effect of if you think christmas is under threat because of the supply issues and all that stuff you don't understand what christmas is about correct and that's a serious deal like if, if you're coming up the holiday i mean we'll kick christmas around and all that I hate to have Christmas take over the Halloween podcast. Right. But the fact is, is like if you're that camp that, you know, is worried about Christmas and worried about supply chain issues and things like that, you're forgetting what the hell the holiday is all about. Correct. It's about being with your family. It's about being with your friends. You love. It's about, you know, realizing how great you have life. Correct. It's supposed to be exactly like Thanksgiving. Yes, it is. It's yes. supposed to be exactly like that. Yes. And everybody can bash Thanksgiving what all they, they want. What they should have done was call it the Feast of the Holy Family. You know, well, Christmas is good. Yeah. It's just, you know, and and that's where, you know, they screwed it up. I'll admit it. They they yeah. have. I say it all the time. Black Friday, I just, I hate it. I can't stand it. Yeah. You know, it's the day, you know, like it's the day after you have this great day with your family and you could get together again and just keep that going. Right. You know, but instead you're in shop mode and you got to get everything. So, you know, your daughter doesn't have a fucking meltdown waking up Christmas morning, Yeah. you know, or your son doesn't have a fucking hissy fit because he didn't get whatever the fuck he wanted. Yeah. You know, it's like if you're in that situation, I'm going to say it point blank. You fucked up. Yeah. You need to fucking steer your ship correctly. Cause, so let's talk about some Halloween movies. You know, Halloween movies. Yeah. Yeah, we got a few minutes. What do you got? Well, 
Let's start with 1978's Halloween franchise that inspired 11 other films yeah, and opened right. the door for the slasher films like Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, Scream. Halloween doesn't get enough credit. It really as doesn't. A movie series. So let's talk about other Halloween movies yeah. like Hocus Pocus, yeah. Halloween Town, mm-hmm. The Witches, yeah. Practical Magic, The Craft, The Witches of Eastwick, mm-hmm. Nightmare, Nightmare Before Christmas, Beetlegeist, and. It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Yes. And it's either ABC Family or Freeform does 30 nights of Halloween during the month of October. Yeah. Where it's Halloween movies. Hulu does Hulu with Halloween. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Netflix does like, yeah, whatever. you know, their scary thing, you know, slasher horror Gory horror, yeah, suspenseful yeah. horror. I'm over Netflix. I know you are. Even uh, Disney does a whole. Um, do they? They do a whole Halloween thing with like they've got Hocus Pocus. They do NBC. Um, All the Halloween stuff they've bought from the, Disney. Yeah, yeah, but Hocus Pocus was theirs from the get go. Oh yeah, yeah. The, yeah um, Halloween yeah. Town was also theirs. Okay. And then they've got, like, the Haunted Mansion on there. And then mm-hmm. they've got... See, you know what Halloween needs, too? What? That Christmas has? Christmas has the Hallmark thing. Right. With the with the movies and the shows right. that are repetitive and all that. Yeah. I think Halloween needs that same thing. So the 30 nights of Halloween on Freeform's not enough? Maybe that's enough. Maybe. I don't know, but... But that's like I said. Yeah, those Hallmark movies. That's a that's a juggernaut that's a cult following there. It sure is. You it know, is like people are like, I don't care. Oh, your baby's being born. I gotta watch this tonight. Yeah, I I'll don't, see you tomorrow. I don't get it. Give, send me a picture. I don't get it either. I sat through one, and they were like, Yeah, they're all like this, and I was just like, Fuck that. Yeah, no, I'm good. Yeah. You've seen, yeah. if you've seen one, you've seen them well, all. Well, that's what somebody told me. Yeah. They're like, you know, because I was like, what's up with these Halloween or these Hallmark Christmas shows? And they were like, yeah, no, if you've seen one, you've seen a lot of them. Yeah. And I, I can't even tell you which one I watched, but it was terrible. Yeah. And they I mean, hey, are. everybody's got their own thing. Yeah. I'm cool with that, but I'm trying to help your call to action here. Take to, over Halloween. To build up Halloween up. Take over you know. Christmas with, uh, yeah. I think we should just call it. Nightmare Before Christmas. They should all be Christmas-themed Halloween movies. And that would be the side thing next to Hallmark to take over Christmas with a Halloween theme. So you'd have to come with 30 days of Christmas-type Halloween movies. Got it. Because who was it? Hulu was doing something like that. Remember where they had uh, yeah, like the Santa that got all fucking weird and yep. was killing people and whatnot? Yeah. Yeah. They're out there. Yeah, you need more of that. We need more of that. Yeah. We need more Krampus like. Juice that up. Yeah. Maybe, well, I guess. Okay, Hollywood. Here's you know, your call to action. Yeah, and even st- well, <laughs> good luck there. <laughs> even cheap out. Maybe just get like you know Christmas Chucky. Or, Maybe we uh, should just talk to Tim Burton and be like, "How yeah. do we do this? Do Christmas Chucky instead of Leprechaun? Have uh, Christmas Leprechaun have an elf? Christmas Leprechaun. Yeah. Just have a psychotic elf. Yeah. Yeah. It just like hangs out in the mall after hours. Have a rabid uh, or zombie drinking. reindeer, just like Bruh. yeah, loses it, takes everything out. Well, who's that? Uh, who's that? Have a tree that comes to life. Who's that snow monster and Frosty? Abominable. Abominable. Have yeah. a zombie abominable. 
There you go. Yeah. You just go through and just fuck, sh- fuck shit up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well. Yes. I think we beat this horse to death, right? I mean, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. I feel bad because I don't want to beat my favorite thing to death. No, no. We beat it for tonight, though. We did. We so, did. Everybody have an awesome Halloween. We gonna talk about what's coming up next? Yeah. No. Okay. We no. We're we're uh, we're wishing that everybody have a great Halloween this week. Mm-hmm. And um, be nice to all the kids that come to your door. Be nice uh, to the ones that maybe don't have a very good costume or no costume at all. Yes. Because there's uh, there's people out there that are just trying. Yep. And, and the um, kids that can't say trick or treat, just yep. give them their candy. Just give them their candy. It's the, the teenager, give them their candy. It's the call to action. To the old lady with her Pall Mall cigarette yeah. and her uh, jigger yes. of whiskey, you yeah. give her one too. Yeah, no. Just give, just give them candy. Just hand out the candy. And if you're in a position where you can give out the full-size candy bar, I mm. highly recommend it because nothing makes you feel like a Halloween hero more than seeing a kid's face. Yeah. When they get that full yeah, size candy but, bar and they're like But more just get a good candy bar. Even yeah, if it's a mini size. Don't yeah, be no one neck thing you can learn. Yeah, learn from Jen. No that, circus peanuts. <laughs> I can tell you all the things not to get. Yeah. Don't do those. No. No. Don't do the chunky. Nobody wants that. Do they still, don't do, do they don't still do make the chunky? orange and black wrap taffy. Nobody wants that either. Do they still make chunky? I I, I know that, make that. I you can get them it. at the barrel and you can get them at like. Yeah. You know what I'm thinking though? I'm thinking that's old chunky that they haven't sold yet. That they're Probably. just trying to get rid Original of. Original chunky. Yeah. It's just like in a stock somewhere and they're like. Well, that's what they say about. They're uh, like, how are we going to move corn? all this stuff? They're like cracker barrel. Yeah. You know, yeah. Cracker barrel will move it. Crapper barrel. Oh. <laughs> so what do we got going next week? Zombies, yes. zombies, yes. zombies. <laughs> not, not the, not the group. No, real zombies. Real zombies. Yes. Ah. Yes. So, leave your brains at home because they're hungry and they'll come for you. Well, you know, I, I've done some precursory. So have uh, I. I've always and, been a fan of the zombie. And thing. Uh, turns out, brains. Not no. really a huge thing. No, 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 no. It's um, I'm excited to talk about zombies because it kind of breaks away into this different direction we're heading yes. into, which yes. was kind of what yes. I was cryptically talking about yes. with the tarot cards and all that stuff. Yeah, this this direction we're heading into. There's uh, there's a lot of good topics that we're gonna do to close the year. Oh yeah, and, and celebrate. The the one whole year of Oh the Horror. Yeah. It's, it's coming so oh my near. Goodness. Yeah. It's coming very near. I mean, this is this is episode forty five. We should do some sort of celebration, maybe we have, cake. We have seven left. So Oh. Yeah. All right. So we'll come up with something. Yeah, no, we're gonna come up with something, take some pictures, and uh, you know, definitely I wish I took pictures when we first started. Yeah. I really wish like I did we that. when we were at the dining room when table. When we were at the dining room table with the smaller setup and yep. the cheaper setup and we were doing that. Yep. I, I wish I took, you know, me, the guy who takes pictures. Well, I'm getting back into that now, but 
but it I, doesn't help us for it doesn't then. help us yeah no and and like now we have the studio in here mm-hmm. and it's just a much comfortable setting we, we have got boy we've apple better yes <laughs> yes our priceless work of art um so yeah no i do re- i do wish uh i do wish i chronicled that a bit but to be honest i didn't think we'd make it this far i knew we would not like this i yeah. i never thought we would I, I thought, uh, I, I'll say it over and over again. I can't thank you all enough. We can't thank you all enough for, for listening to us every week. It's really weird for us. I'm just going to be honest. It's, it's weird. so much fun. It's a lot of fun. We love doing this. And, you know, we say it all the time, but we mean it. It's just like, yeah. we really love doing this. And I remember our first couple episodes and we were talking about, you know, we're going to do this if nobody's listening. Mm-hmm. Which we really expected it to be. Yeah. No, we expected, I'll give you the, the chart, like the, the timeline. We started out, we knew all of our friends and family would check us out. We hoped. Well, no, we hoped. Yeah. But we knew that there would be a chunk that would give us a shot. Yep. And and that happened. They gave us a shot. Yep. And then the ones that have stuck with us the whole time, we got all the love in the world for you. I mean, it's just yeah, like, it's, we do. it's amazing, you know, because I'll hear it. You know, like mom was talking about how she got her hair done at Danielle's and she's mm-hmm. like, she's like, yeah, Emily talks about how she listens to your podcast. I'm like, yeah, she likes all her posts and stuff like that. And, and I'm just like, yeah, I'm like, you know, she's an OG back. She from, is an OG. OG back from the beginning, you know, and there's, there's a whole bunch of them that have stayed more, yeah. more stayed than I thought. Right. And we're so thankful for that. Absolutely. And then the weird thing happened. It went outside of the group. It did. And then at first it really went crazy. And we were like, well, we're new. People are checking things out. Right. No problem. And then that kind of dropped down a bit. This was Mm -hmm. in the spring, late spring. And that dropped down a bit. And then we have, we've just done this slow rise every single month. And it's just unbelievable. It is. And we'll look and like we launch and we got the diehards that just like come right in. <laughs> I released that thing at 6 a.m. My Monday I put it on peeps. The, I put it on the Facebook group at 7 a.m. But like it's just by halfway, three quarters through the day, there's just this this large chunk, the, the fanatics, the horror fanatics. Yeah. And we are just so grateful for you. And then Tuesday just keeps, you know, it just keeps cramming. We are total word of mouth mm-hmm. and we love it. Uh, we love that we've received this kind of growth Yes, on just word of mouth and also just whatever kind of algorithm algorithms have played our way right. on the platforms, either by search or something like that. But we haven't gone big in the search engine optimization or any of that kind no, of stuff. No, we haven't. We both have full-time jobs. We do. You know, this is something that we do on the side with a lot of dedication. Yes. And uh, and we're happy to do it. And we're just so glad that you've all stuck through with us. We'll see folks from other countries. And it's just like, man, it's like, these are people For we've our never. Little, our oral book reports we just, every week. Yeah, but we just <laughs> never, like, you know, it's I just envisioned a person that I've never met that's, yeah. that's like running right now yeah. listening to this. Thank you so much. We're so happy that you're into this and, you know, we really just can't be happier that we found a group of people like us that enjoy doing this and listening to this and, and, 
and it's just become it's it's becoming this thing it is and it's a weird thing for us so we try to be thankful we try to be grateful yes and and we're we're trying to figure out the next direction because we've had a lot of conversations on next year what we're going to do yes and different things and we toss things back and forth and i'm glad we haven't committed to anything me too because this thing has been changing like the wind yes and we're trying to figure out the best thing to just keep all of you into what we're what we want to do and and keep mm-hmm. things through so one thing i can say for certain that's going to come down the pipeline and we'll let you know it's going to be a long series of call to actions. But with the recent outage of Facebook and Instagram and just the direction they're heading, I want to create a newsletter driven through email like most places do, most websites. And we're going to have that on our website where you can put your email in, and we're not going to bombard you with a bunch of stuff. No. We're not going to release your information. No. But basically, it's a way to just strictly communicate right to you. Right. And you don't have to go on Facebook. No. Nope. You don't have to go on Instagram. Nope. You don't have to do any of that. And it's just going to start with a weekly newsletter to tell you what next week's episode is. Right. What this one is. And just any kind of news that's going through. And it's just going to be a better way to communicate through you guys because I saw the whole outage with Facebook and Instagram as kind of a warning yeah. of if that was a longer term thing or even if it do? was just on launch day. Yeah. And if I was having issues with the podcast, I wouldn't have a way to communicate with anybody. Right. Yep. So it's for technical failures. It's just a, a fail safe mechanism. And that's something that we're definitely going to have done by the end of the year. Okay. Uh, the, the website's capable of doing it. I just got to get the email newsletter uh, thing to, to put into it mm-hmm. and uh, and we'll get, you know, hopefully an email list from all of you. And what we're looking to do in the future is utilize that email list where we can have you vote on a series of topics yes. that you would like to do. So we will go through and do a survey of a certain amount of topics and you can vote for which ones you want. Right. And this way you'll have the ability to steer the show into the direction that you'd like it to go. Right. Pretty much we've done this first year and this is the stuff that we were really into to hopefully get some traction Mm -hmm. and we've got the traction, but you are the traction. Right. It's you that comes through every single, every single week and listens. And what we want to know the most is what you want to listen to. Right. And the best way to do that is to ask. Yes. And that's where the newsletter is going to come into play. A lot of places do Patreon to do this where you got to pay to get all that. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that at all. If we're going to take money, it's going to be from a sponsor and there's going to be ads. Mm -hmm. I don't want to take your money, especially at this point in time where things are getting very expensive. Things are getting pricey. Work's becoming challenging in certain arenas for whatever reason. And the last thing I really just... I don't want to ask you guys for money. And we had a lot of ideas about it. And at the end of the day, asking you for money is just not something we're going to do. We're making that commitment to you at this point. We'd rather it be free than ask money from you. Okay. So with that being said, we got rule number one. No Ouija boards. Two. No dolls. Three. No capes. Four. 
No blood rituals. Five. No cults, satanic or otherwise. That includes Nexium, Scientology, Jehovah's Witnesses, etc. etc. And six, six, no apathy. Yeah. You need to act to help enact a positive change in the world. I agree. We can't sit on the sidelines. No. We gotta buckle up and we've got to replace Christmas with Halloween. Take over Christmas. Take it take it over. Yeah. So with that being said, have a wonderful day. Have a great week. Have a fabulous Halloween. And make good choices. Take care.